0: Hi, it's Tamara. Welcome back to our weekly podcast, Health and Health. In today's episode we have a special guest, Elisa. Hi guys. So today we will be discussing diets and the truth behind it all, fad or fact. Stay tuned to find out.
1: That's right, there are so many to choose from, but we'll be breaking down the most common ones and whether they do you more harm than good.
0: Okay, so the first diet we'll be talking about are juice cleanses. Some of you may not know what they are, but don't worry, we'll explain.
1: Mm, yeah, so basically, a juice cleanse is a type of diet which only involves juice from fruits and vegetables. It's recently become more popular, and people often opt for this diet in order to lose weight in a small period of time. However, there are risks and benefits to this diet. Exactly.
0: Exactly. The benefits to this diet are that it's very high in vitamins and minerals, it has anti-inflammatory capabilities, it can boost your immune system and can help improve digestion. On the other hand, the disadvantages are that excess consumption can cause kidney issues. Also there's very little calories in these juices which can result in low blood sugar and loss of energy.
1: It is heavily glamorised in the media, but is only effective short term. The results rarely last for long, and the long-term effects can be life-threatening. I would advise all you listeners to take caution when attempting this diet because it can harm your body.
0: Mm Mm-hmm, that's right. Okay, so juice cleansers have only recently gained attention. However, throughout the years, I've heard about the paleo diet, but I have no idea what that is.
1: Ah, right, yes. This diet has stirred up some controversy over the years. The paleo diet, otherwise known as caveman diet, is meant to consist of food that our early ancestors ate. This diet consists of lean meats, fruits, vegetables, nuts and fish, but excludes any dairy products, legumes and grains. Many people disagree with this diet as it can create long-term issues such as calcium and vitamin D deficiency. However... There is a large portion of people who use this diet regularly, and their lifestyle is pretty much the same as someone who isn't paleo.
0: Oh wow, that's interesting! You know, I have a friend who told me she started the keto diet a couple days ago. Could you explain what it is? Oh, of
1: course! The keto, or ketogenic diet, is a low-carb, high-fat diet that can help you burn fat more effectively. It's especially useful for losing excess body fat without starving yourself as well as reducing type 2 diabetes. It's recommended by many doctors.
0: So tell me, where does the word keto or ketogenic come from?
1: The keto in ketogenic comes from the fact that it allows the body to produce small fuel molecules called ketones. Ketones are produced if you eat very few carbs that are quickly broken down into blood sugar and only moderate amounts of protein. Excess protein can also be converted to blood sugar. The liver produces ketones from fat. These ketones then serve as a fuel source throughout the body, especially for the brain. The whole point of the diet is to get the body to switch its fuel supply to run mostly on fat and burn fat 24-7. When insulin levels become very low, fat burning can increase dramatically. It becomes easier to access your fat stores to burn them off.
0: So are there certain foods someone doing the keto diet should avoid? Is it really strict? It depends on what you consider strict. Basically, the
1: idea is to avoid eating too many carbs. You should be looking to keeping your carb intake under 50 grams per day, ideally 20 grams. You should definitely avoid carb foods that have a lot of sugar and starch.
0: Could you name a few examples? So things like
1: pasta, potatoes, bread and rice are very starchy foods and high in carbs. You should also avoid sugary and processed foods.
0: Oh my, I wonder how she's going to survive without eating pasta. Guess I'm not trying that keto diet anytime soon.
1: Are you sure? I think the health benefits outweigh plain old pasta. You're looking at reduced blood sugar and insulin levels, lower blood pressure, weight loss, and reduced appetite. And that's just off the top of my head.
0: Ah, I see what you mean. Maybe it be what I have on my cheat day? (laughs) I think that could work. Mm. Oh!
1: Could you explain to the listeners and I the concept of intermittent fasting? Oh yes, intermittent fasting. Have you ever attempted to try it? Well, I did, but I think I wrecked it when I decided to go and eat a snack at 2 in the morning.
0: Yep, you definitely wrecked it. The whole point of intermittent fasting is having an eating pattern where you cycle between periods of eating and fasting. There aren't any restrictions in terms of what you shouldn't eat but rather when you should eat. Wait, so can I just not
1: eat after dinner, sleep, and then eat breakfast? Would that count since I'm fasting
0: while I'm asleep? Yes, that could work. There are actually several different intermittent fasting methods. The most popular form is the 16-8. Basically, you fast for 16 hours in a day and restrict your eating period to 8 hours. Fasting for 16 hours? Are you insane?
1: I couldn't even make it from dinner to past 2 a.m.
0: It's not as bad as it sounds. Let's say you have dinner at 6 p.m. Hopefully you go to bed at a reasonable time and then wake up the next morning. If you have your first meal at 10 a.m. without about anything, anything in between, well congratulations, you fasted for 16 hours. Wait, what? That doesn't even seem that bad. Wait, what
1: if I get thirsty? Can I drink anything while I'm fasting?
0: You can drink water, coffee and other non-calorie beverages during the fast. It'll help reduce hunger levels, so I recommend it. Hmm.
1: You said it doesn't matter what I eat during the eating window. So can I really eat whatever my heart desires in that period of time?
0: Well... If you decide to fill yourself up with junk or excessive amounts of calories, it defeats the purpose of fasting in the first place. You should aim to keep a healthy and balanced diet to make sure you get all the nutrients you need.
1: Are there any health benefits to intermittent fasting? Or is it all just a new craze?
0: Fasting has actually been around for thousands of years. There's nothing unnatural about fasting. As a natural instinct for humans when they are sick is to not eat, our bodies are very well equipped to handle extended periods of not eating. By not eating for an extended period of time, all sorts of processes in the body change. During intermittent fasting, we get significant reductions in blood sugar and insulin levels, as well as a drastic increase in human growth holes. So I'll become taller? Where do I sign up? Anyway, many people do intermittent fasting to lose weight, as it is a very simple and effective technique to restrict calories and burn fat. Others do it for the metabolic health benefits, as it improves various different risk factors and health markers. You know, there's evidence that intermittent fasting can help you live longer. Some research also suggests that it can help protect against Alzheimer's disease, heart disease, type 2 diabetes, cancer, and more.
1: So you're saying, not only will I finally reach 170 centimeters, I'll also live a long life? (gasps) This sounds too good to be true.
0: Well, sorry to burst your bubble, but it is too good to be true. Are you kidding me? How? Intermittent fasting affects men and women differently. It's definitely a lot more benefit for men rather than women. One study showed that blood sugar control worsened in women after three weeks of intermittent fasting, which was not the case for men. There are also many cases of women who have experienced changes to their menstrual cycles after starting intermittent fasting. Do you know...
1: Why this happens? Oh, oh oh wait, yeah, wait, wait, wait. I remember reading about this. Doesn't this happen because the female body is extremely sensitive to calorie reduction? Yes, when calorie intake is low, a small part of the brain called the hypothalamus is affected. This can disrupt the secretion of ganadotropin releasing hormone which helps release true reproductive hormones. When these hormones can't communicate with the ovaries, there is a risk of irregular periods, infertility, poor bone health, and other health effects. Did I get it right?
0: Yes, exactly. Because of these effects, women should consider a modified approach to fasting, such as a shorter fasting period. So instead of 16-8, it should actually be 14-8 for women. So that's all we have for today. Thank you so much to our special guest, Aliza, for coming us. We hope your listeners enjoyed this week's episode of Health and Health. Please stay tuned for next week's episode, which is about exercise and whether you're doing it right or wrong. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.